You are about to listen to the pilot episode of Reboots and Dragons. This episode was recorded over a year ago when we were still playing around with what this show is going to be. Um, at this point, we have recorded two movies worth of material, which is nine episodes long. And we are super excited to finally be releasing it. Uh, just know that we are still changing some stuff, so what it is now may change in the future. But uh, for now, I hope you enjoy movie number one. Welcome to the first episode of Reboots and Dragons, the show where we steal premises from famous movies and recreate them by playing D&D 5e. I'm your host, Cody Johnson. With me today is... Tyler Conrad. Spirit on Alexopoulos. Adam Hinos. Nemanja Simonovic. <laughs> How you guys doing today? Good. Woo. Good, you know. Pumped. Ready okay. to roll. Hustling. Ready for this? Um, so how this works is I chose a movie and none of these guys know what the movie is. And we're just taking the basic premises from this and bringing them back into a magical world of D&D. Now, the map of the world is the same we renamed some stuff just to make it more D-esque, but it is pretty much earth just an alternate universe of earth that is in the D world so this first story takes place in a mythical version of la called uh word twerky i think, forget what i called it now damn it uh, we word. need to get the pronunciation of that <laughs> yeah word yeah, how, yeah word twerky. i'm just going to say that i, I was thinking where tokay word torque okay word torque it's dra- dragonic translation from the internet that means the angels you know Ooh, just like los day. angeles ominous yeah in case you didn't know that that's the first trivia question of the day los angeles means we'll angels. test you we'll <laughs> test all of the listeners <laughs> we'll get it. all right so anyone have any idea what this movie is yes police oh, academy I, yeah what so, do you think so cody has dropped a couple of a, a very few minimal hints okay. in order to um set us up for the setting uh, and for example, that one of the characters would be a, a cop. So we translated that back into the Where to K City Watch, and several characters are going to be involved with that as a result. Um, so he's given us just a couple of minimal hints. He sounds confident. I'm hope he's wrong. I fucking wrote it on the back of my character over, sheet just now. Overthinking. Right, okay. Small font. I am in on this shit. <laughs> what is it? I, I'm not going to tell you what. Oh, I'm, I'm oh no! I'm just going. I'm supposed going to, to guess right. I was. Now. I was. Like I was outright guess. Oh. Oh, you, you want, you want yeah. outright guesses He's right now? Yeah. He just asked you for one. I was, I was wondering if you guys wanted to guess. If you, you don't want, we could go right into the game. I'm I, ready. I thought either Beverly Hills Cop or um, Police Academy. Well, Interesting. Okay. Anyone else? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard or, I, I did or explain, Lethal Weapon. I did explain to him Die Hard's happening, but that's our Christmas episode. So that's a little... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lethal Weapon, maybe? We'll see. <laughs> right. um, what do you got? Just say Interesting. It. Okay. Did I nail it? You did, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. So uh, uh, the way that works is the first... I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I figured it would be better this way, right? Yeah, that's fine. With you I nailed yeah. it? He nailed it. Yeah, he got I, it. And I haven't watched it's that movie. Sherlock over here. I read the IMDb quotes page to try and maybe be able to nail one of the one-liners, but I really doubt it. Because <laughs> it was like uh, wow. four hours ago when I was All right. Like, well, um, I want to know what it is. Cool. Okay, so Tyler already it. won. It's yeah. a good game, everyone. He won the game. <laughs> but this will be fun, <laughs> though, because like I swear <laughs> to God, you guys are going to know what it is for a while. So Cool. And again, haven't seen that movie. All right. So this should be fun. All right. Are you guys ready to try this? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Cue the music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the sun disappears into the endless ocean, casting an orange hues over the towering construction of advanced civilization. The wonder of the West Coast, were Torquay glows with the last natural light transitioning to the luminous light source of its own making. In the busy center of these colossal structures, workers stream out into the streets and head home, leaving them practically vacant. The silence is almost eerie after the cacophony of production and commerce that echoed through the streets just hours earlier. In the near darkness of a basement of one of these structures, the security guard makes his way into the inner cellar. His torchlight flickers across the back of a man in work clothes bent over a panel. Hey! This area is restricted. Yeah, I uh, got called in. Some of this wiring got screwed up. No one called it down to me. I'm going to need to see a work order. Man, yeah, just a second. His hand reaches into his bag for a moment. He then rises, turning slowly, 
and hands the guard a work order with one hand, and he shoves his dagger through the guard's ear with the other. The dagger is pulled back out with calm efficiency. The guard turns wide-eyed, hand on ear, mouth open, in silent protest. Out of his hand drops the work order. He slumps over and dies. The mysterious man decrees, Nothing personal. So, yeah. That's the intro to the actual movie. And now um, I'm going to ask uh, each of you to uh, describe what your character is doing at the beginning of this film and uh, a little bit about yourself. So I'm going to go, I guess, to my left, Tyler. Uh, right. We're also doing character <clears throat> introductions here. Right. That's what I'm saying. So um, just say what, like, say where you are in the city and I'm going to bring you all together. Mount Florisath Bremeadow is a... Um, respectable businessman on the northern edge of town. <clears throat> uh, he runs an elven forge that fi- turns out fine blades for discerning customers. Um, it is a front. He does some tricky shit behind that. <laughs> um, just basically weapons dealing for the most part. It's also drugs. Um, using that legitimate business as a cover. So, um... Cop characters. I, I I assumed he might be being brought in for questioning hmm. because that 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 means like my theory on that was like specifically like they came with a uh, a warrant based on rumors rumored information about uh, his weapons dealing and they couldn't find anything because it's set up in the woods out back with an illusion covering it showing a a stagnant shitty pond and instead you walk into it and there's a stairwell down into a tiny underground warehouse to yeah anyway sweet um so they don't got him on anything other than previous hearsay but they decide to bring him in to have a chat um and with that in mind um mel isn't wearing a whole whole lot of uh, obvious adventuring gear he's wearing um his uh magical item from cody uh, which thus far I'm calling the inspired silk steel robe. So it's a uh, emerald green robe with um, gold leaf uh, filigree in layers on it, um, kind of uh, a depth effect. Mm-hmm. Um, mechanically, it's just plus one studded leather, um, but so that gives it a total AC bonus of three. And Cody has said that I can use that three AC to spend. Uh, to gain additional uh, bardic inspiration dice, which I'll use in various ways. Yeah, so if he uses them all up, he's down he's dead, down three armor. That's cool. Uh, it <clears throat> comes back on a short rest. So I assume this is a, a magical, very fine um, elven... Well, the thought was you have uh, the College of Swords, which mm-hmm. is like, it's a performance thing, and so it's like the outfit is part yeah, of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like... flashy. It yeah. is, it is emerald silk with gold uh, embroidery all over it. He's wearing I don't know, pants under that. Um, he he has some presence. 16 charisma, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he also has, uh, what is that? That's uh, a plus 8 sleight of hand which he's used to hide a, a bunch of fucking weapons on his person. Mm-hmm. Um, and other fun things. Um, so I assume he's maybe being brought in. Sweet. Uh, Koufax sits in a dark bar. All you see is the glowing ember of a cigar as he sits back in the shadows and observes the room, uh, the creak of a big leather overcoat, uh, and the jangle of lots and lots of gear underneath it, uh, you know, are kind of like clicking and clacking as he inhales deep. If you were to see Koufax from the back... He's about six foot seven, about 350 pounds, salt and pepper hair, just a slight, slight bald spot appearing out of a glorious mullet. Uh, now, uh, mullet goes, runs down his back, you know, nice thick sideburns and a beard. Um, and he's just looking through really discerning eyes into one of the, the more seedy bars in, uh, where Torquay, um, Koufax has been, he's been dishonorably discharged from the city watch uh, for something that scarred him a long time ago. Uh, slowly, he pulls back, uh, his hand pulls back, and as the camera 
comes away, he fingers the butt of a massive black crossbow that he's got, you know, hidden underneath the bar. And uh, as he chews on the, the cigar end, he, he takes a big pull and exhales a cloud of smoke out of his nose. And the bartender comes up and asks him if he wants a drink. And he says, if I had a dog that looked like you, I'd shave his ass and make him walk backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you said fingers the butt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. And don't you forget it, motherfucker. Uh, Did you tell us your race yet? I am a Goliath. Got old blue woad face tattoos that run down into my beard. And uh, my body's slightly gone to seed. Like, I'm still really jacked. You can still throw I'm, a car. But I'm self-conscious about my paunch. You know, uh, maybe one too many containers of uh, fast food, you know, in my in my small hovel by the sea. It's got a great view, but it's still like the equivalent of a of a trailer, you know, uh, on the wall covered in cigarette butts are like all the awards that I got, you know, while my my in my service for the in the watch. But all that is for naught because now I'm just a private eye trying to make ends meet. And that's what I'm business doing. Business right ain't now. good. Business, <laughs> business is all right actually. I've got oh, yeah. plenty of gold. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a while since I've 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 been on a on a case. I I, I realize I failed to get the standard hair and eye subscription based on your extremely detailed one that I fucking love. <laughs> uh, so Mel has like shoulder length, like Sweet. coppery hair, you know. He's an elf. He's he's sometimes an entertainer. He's very skilled with that fiddle mm-hmm. and those lockpicks. Um, I would like to say... A little, little bit of a beer gut, you know, from you got just one too. a lot of hard drinking. I uh, would like to say that every time... I want you guys to imagine every time he says something good, like an electric lute, since we are... Like yeah, not, yeah, 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 Like plays, or there's like some Dentar. sort of a sexy, you know, <laughs> soulful... Like with like high reverb I'm, plays. I'm, I'm really as sorry. I, I only have a fiddle. I can't. <laughs> well, this is like in your mind's eye. You yes. Know? Yeah. And what's your character's this, name? Uh, non uh, diegetic. Diegetic? No, that's not it. Dianetics? That's L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> no, no. Ooh, that's not that's not L. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Scientologists <laughs> are in here. Dude, Co-fax. you could totally be a cleric for Scientology. Why didn't I think? Oh my god, that's getting brought in the next game. I want Mike to be a television. <laughs> uh, Adam, we got. All right, so um, so my guy Rufus Toscobble. He's a <laughs> he's an unusually short forest gnome, even by gnome standards. At two two, he's been fighting just to be noticed, literally, and accepted. Bullied all his life in his native Brooklyn, and rejected by females of all races, he decided to join Brooklyn's City Watch in order to get the respect he felt he deserved, and maybe even get back at the people he was bullied by. After a good century of service and racking up hefty fines for the city due to his abusive power, he was transferred to Los Angeles to join their watch. While trying to fit in with his new department, he was tricked into firing his explosive crossbow inside during office hours, believing the officers that everyone gets one desk pop per year. He was relegated to accounting until further notice in the bowels of the building. Unable to get back at the officers who maligned him, he let the resentment brew over time. But wanting to get back on the force, he took his job very seriously. If a form was filled out incorrectly, there would be hell to pay. Although nothing ever got physical, his small stature would cease to exist when he would snap in an explosive rage. That scared even the most grizzled goliaths on the force. Then one day, the the two officers who caused him to be where he is came down to submit some forms. They were incorrect. To make matters worse, Rufus hadn't been laid in half a century (laughs) and happened to be nursing a hangover from the night prior. He snapped, bashed their skulls in to the point that they both nearly died. He was sent to jail for some time and eventually reinstated to his old position. However, something in him changed. He had never felt so alive. He became more in tune with his rage and was able to control it and harness it. Some would say, like the barbarians in the valley. His fellow co-workers now refer to him as the Barb from accounting. 
<laughs> I still like the Burbank Barbarians. That, no, no, that's a sports team. Is, is it? it? That's got to be a sports team. The Burbank Barbarians? Is that sports. really? No. But, like, I mean, in this universe. In this universe? Okay, they're like, I don't know. <laughs> so basically, Rufus is... Uh, Work with me. A, l- a really, really, really small gnome who has a chip on his shoulder and a Napoleon complex. You said two foot complex. two? Two foot two, yeah. <laughs> I'm a honey badger. Nice. Where, where is... Uh, where, where is... Uh, crap, what's your name again? Uh, Ruf- where is Rufus uh, right now in this game? Cause... So um, I'm basically like um, just working. So in, you're, you're at the my, station? Yeah, yeah I'm All at right, the station, cool. you know, downstairs in my office. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, can, 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 can we assume that maybe Rufus knows Koffax because that seems likely I mean, given, they probably, yeah, yeah, they're probably given everything together. here. Right I, would, I would say that they probably know of each other. Yeah. Well, and, let, yeah. and, and specifically from that, like, You've heard of some shit that he did. <laughs> yeah, and I think vice versa too. Even yeah. though it's like under wraps exactly. right now, what happened? I, I, like I, I no figured there'd really be some, some mutual respect. Yeah, there. for sure. I think that's cool. Cool. Whereas uh, over here, <laughs> good luck. All right. I, I, with the respect thing, I don't know. So my character is Randall Amakir. He is a former adventurer in his youth. Um, he went out, tried to get revenge on bears. No discernible reason. He um, he tried to talk to one once, and he found out just how much they hate humanity and want to see the rivers run red with, you know, human blood, elf blood, just all of us. They want the world to themselves. Um, <laughs> Fucking bears. Not a man. fan of that. But but the realities, you know, the realities of the situation kind of hit him hard. Um, he wasn't able to make ends meet. Wasn't able to you know keep a roof, keep fed, and everything. So he decided to get a job at the City Watch. As an, as an equine specialist, um, tending to the horses that are in various use, um, the equine officers, if you will. So yeah, he works, yeah, he works in the stables. Um, not a stable boy. It's, that's not a funny joke. Um, <laughs> he's, he's an equine specialist. He trained for years to make sure to understand the horses and to know what they love. Um, and yeah, he just spends his day taking care of them, cleaning up as the, as the situation requires. And that's Randall. Cool. And I'm assuming he's at the stables right now? Uh, yeah. At the okay. station oh. right now. Yeah. So, it's a work day. So in this world, and I put this in the the first thing I wrote to you guys about this, because you ha- have to have it for any movie now. Uh, cell phones kind of exist in this world. I, I call it the eye stone. It's kind of like a messenger <laughs> stone. That's great. Um, <laughs> it's made by a slave race of dwarfs in the different areas. But um, essentially, it works very similar to a regular cell phone, except for it doesn't have a display, and uh, it's more of a you send a message by it senses your thoughts of like who your contacts are, and then it will, you know, allow you to talk through it. And so there, are ways you can use it, kind of like a walkie-talkie, and sometimes it's just like a straight-up cell phone where it's just a one person, one person. So. Uh, you all are about to get like a message, except for you, you're, you're, uh, um, I shouldn't say you're, we're on mics. I'm pointing at people. That's really good for podcasts. It's so much easier in regular D and D. Um, so, uh, Melforacet. Melforacet. Melf. Um, no, 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 one of those stories. No, Melforacet. Melf, I'd like to fuck. Melf gets a pizza delivery. <laughs> Anyways, oh the floor staff is, uh, I'm guessing you're in the car. I mean, not car. Shit. Wagon. This is Didi. You're in the, uh, uh, this, you're in the wagon with a, uh, a, uh, a wagon that gets a call, like, all points bulletin. Um, there's a group of people. You just, you hear it over the, their ice stones. It's just like, there's a group of people stuck on an elevator. It's like a, uh, terrorist is holding them ransom for three million gold pieces. Um, so that's what you hear, and like they stop going towards the station and start heading towards, uh, you know, one of the towers downtown. Um, you're at the bar. Okay. Well, yeah. I feel like um, even though uh, Koufax is not uh, on the force anymore, he's got like an eye stone scanner. Yeah. Okay. So he like picks up. He's like hacked into yeah. the. I like that better than what know, I was going to say. You know, go I feel like he's got. It's like he, he's yeah. got it, and he like uh, is he 
You know, sucking down. He, he's sucking he, down his, his sweet, his, sweet his eye stone gently throbs red. Yeah. <laughs> is he sucking down that sweet, sweet so, elf weed? Yeah. So, uh, so, so do you just kind of like finish your drink and just kind of head down like, I'm yeah. going to go check this thing out? I like look over at the, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to speak like this. I look over at the bartender and I'm like, right, guess you're going to, your lucky days come. Guess you get to save the last of that hooch in that bottle. <laughs> Duty calls. And I kick, I kick open the door and over my shoulder, I fling a gold piece. Mm-hmm. Like, that's way too much of a tip. You know, <laughs> just just fling a gold piece, like, over my shoulder. Right. And I will roll to see if it lands perfectly on the bar. Go for it. <laughs> um, that would be probably either sleight of hand, I'd say, or uh, what do you want me to roll for that? Uh Performance. Uh, no. Well, I feel like that's a no. dexterity it, thing. Yeah, it's like a dex throw. Okay. So, like, sure. what, what is acrobatics? Yeah, uh, ac- acrobatics is fine. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll an acrobatics. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you like very, very nicely, <laughs> like, you flick it right towards a lands perfectly, but bounces, and you aren't really, count, and it kind of rolls off, like, Ding, 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 ding. The guy kind of looks at you like, <sighs> and I just yeah. give no shits. Yeah. <laughs> Kofax, you right. son of a bitch. Hey, <laughs> got duty calls. So, guys. Uh, Rufus, I'm saying, I'm thinking. So, you're just working on uh, a form, you know, going there, and uh, your captain walks by and just like, Rufus, uh, gotta come with us. This sounds like this could go bad, and we might need, uh, you know, a, an instant analysis of how this is going to affect our budget <laughs> yeah all right let's, <laughs> at least i get the fuck out of this office <laughs> cool so you load up in a wagon and uh head down uh to the tower with everyone else uh you uh i'm sorry i gotta stop my name is randall. I, know, randall I gotta stop pointing at people because i gotta remember podcasts this is the first time i've ever done a D podcast so Sorry, so if okay, anyone man. ever listens Doing to this. Doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Randall, I'm assuming you're just, you know, you're handing courses out to everyone because this is like an all-town watch, um, like, bulletin. So everyone's just like, go, 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 go. And there's, like, one last horse, and the guy's just like, come with us. We're going to need you. And so you just hop on a horse. Uh, you know the name. I don't What's your horse's name? Uh, Jezebel. Jezebel. <laughs> so you hop on Jezebel, and uh, you uh, ride down to the tower. So now you all arrived at this tower about the same time, and the captain uh, is already there just shouting out orders. And so this tower has a um, an elevator-type system that is all based on pulleys and leverages, but it's all, like, it's run by like orcs in the basement that kind of are all around, you know, giant. Uh, Why is it going to be orcs? Um, because they're strong and it's it's a, it's a living. They're not slaves or anything. They get paid for their job. <laughs> they're they're well compensated. They're, 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 you know, they're part of the union, bro. Yeah, they, they're union. They're you anti-union. They're union orcs. All right. <laughs> they get a mandatory lunch break and just like everyone else. Yeah. Listen, Rufus, you better not <laughs> they, be anti-union. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but anyway, so. Um, they kind of have like the a series of pulleys and um, like turn things that they pull and it just, they physically raise these, but one of the cables snap based on like an explosion and there is a elevator, whatever in this world elevators are called type thing. A lift. Let's just call it a lift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lift just stuck. I don't know why English is all, all of a sudden the uh, go to fantasy world, but yeah. A lift is stuck in between floors with people just screaming in fear. And the captain's just like, so here's the situation, guys. And Koufax, you walk up and no one even realizes that you're not a cop. Like, they just, like, you're just, like, gonna, um, you're just gonna kind of, you just stumble up there and, you know, you're a cop again. So, like, no one's questioning you. I assume uh, Mel is... Uh, Mel, Mel, yeah, you just pulled in because they have no one else. Right. And I, I assume he doesn't trust me enough to just leave me sitting yeah, there. Yeah. You're so not like, in I, handcuffs. I, I, you're you're not in handcuffs right now because you're not, um, you're not like a threat in there. Like you're okay. just someone. You're because you're you're not like you're under questioning. Hey, right? Captain. Yeah. You and your piss ants gonna do a good fucking job? We need a real cop to take care of this. 
He's just like, I'll deal with you in a second, and he keeps no, talking. No, I'll deal with you. <laughs> All right, uh, roll charisma, or intimidation. Roll intimidation. That's great, because I have zero plus zero to intimidation. Um, oh, 18. Okay. You just rolled 18? Yeah. All right, so, so this is what he does. Okay, so he looks at you, and it's just like, this man knows what he's doing. He turns to, uh, he turns to his bomb specialist. His name is Harry. Uh, he kind of looks like, uh, kind of looks... I'm just going to do it. He kind of looks like Jeff Daniels. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, but he turns to his uh, bomb specialist, uh, Harry, and he's just like, this man's ready to go. You take your team, uh, take him. And he points, he just, he just pointed, take him, 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 pointing to you four. And you guys go up to the uh, 32nd floor and go up. And uh, the people who have uh, Melfloria, Mel. Mel, just Mel. Mel. The, the guys who have Mel actually start to say something like, but he's just is just like, I said, move it. And so you just, you just like, you were under arrest for a second and now you're kind of not so. Sure, whatever. Let's have, let's, <laughs> but who's going to make sure the horses are tended to outside? <laughs> I said, go! <laughs> All right. So you guys arrive somewhere on the 32nd floor and you open an access panel into this tunnel that apparently. This is this goes to the top floor and the bottom. It's an express elevator. So in between the top and bottom floors, there's no, it's not like a regular elevator that stops. It's just there's access panels and stuff like that. So you see about 10 floors down an elevator uh, top, and it looks just like a normal one that you've ever imagined in D&D world, not in modern times remember so i assume some kind of metal frame with like some yeah but except for where it's like grates and stuff you can see the people down below and stuff because it's like i don't think they have advanced iron work hey, uh, yeah but hey uh, rufus uh long time no see man uh how's how's it hanging low and to the left uh, <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it'd be pretty low if you're that short but you know i'm not judging just saying it's probably pretty low I didn't know they made him as small as you. <laughs> Did something happen when you were young? It happens. Yeah. I, oh, jeez. Hey, I'm who sorry the fuck are you, man? I, look, I don't have anything to do with this. I don't know. Mm. It's a strange situation. Look. Listen, pointy ears. We're going into a dangerous fucking situation here, okay? I got two of, of Where Torkier's best. We got an equestrian specialist. Oh, thank you. And Oh, you're welcome, man. And a barb <laughs> from a county. It's just nice um, to be appreciated. He pulls a hidden knife and he just like fucking spirals it through his fingers. Right. So at this point, Harry, who's been this whole time looking down at the thing, turns around. I was like, "All right, chuckle nuts. Uh, here's the situation. I'm looking down there. Chuckle nuts. There is That's a, good one. a bunch of explosives on this thing, and it's rigged and it looks sophisticated. And uh, the way I understand it is, we have about an hour to get this uh, terrorist." his money or else he is going to blow this thing so i don't care who the fuck you guys are but we need to we we need to figure this out i don't believe this is a problem i can solve with music is it rush hour (laughs) no it's not rush hour damn it that's a great question (laughs) probably not No, I picked this because no one remembers that this is part of the movie. I remember the movie now. Do you know the movie? Keep a guess. I've seen it multiple times. He, he, take, take he knew when you, when you set up the first... Just, yeah. Oh, did you... Wait, I didn't it's realize... one of my favorite you, movies as a kid. Really? And I'm going to continue with my oh, voice. Oh, wow. So we're just going to do this until we, we, everyone we, figures it out? We or? shared a look. It was very definitive. Yeah, we shared a look. Okay. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, moment. A moment. Uh, hey. All right, so... Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So what? The You're f- too short. I just didn't hear you. But go ahead. <laughs> I do find the size difference quite. Um... Hey, don't you disrespect this guy. He's a goddamn hero. God's God's damned hero. So at this point, Harry has already climbed into the shaft. If there's like little like ladder kind of stuff on the side and scaffolding. Fucking Harry always got to be a show off, huh? Am I right? He's just kind of there and he's like, "Are you guys following me?" <laughs> I guess I'll check it out. My hunch. <laughs> no, my hunch is that there's. I think I'm, I'm good at the top of the elevator shaft. I mean, this is D D. If you just want to walk, <laughs> I just follow. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna follow this guy. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll wait up here if um 
I might be able to help, but that's a lot of explosives, and hey, I don't have anything hey, to buddy, help with. Hey, what's your name? Okay, I'm gonna call you Shit Knuckles. You gonna stay up here or not? Uh, yeah, I was going to stay up here. Okay, because I don't know you, and I don't want to know you. That's mutual. Fair enough. Not the worst thing anyone's ever said to me. I mean, you could look more like this guy over here. I mean, he's pretty short. That's just kind of... I mean, sorry, I just keep on bringing I am impressed oh, by shit. the... I forgot he's How there. does... <laughs> he just right, my right, eyesight. Right. We get it. Fucking short. That he kicks the fucking shit out of you, though. A lot of axe. Bite your nuts. For Please not don't. a lot of gnome. That's actually pretty, uh... Are you a bard? That was pretty, uh... <laughs> that was pretty lyrical. As a matter of fact, yes, I do entertain from time to time. You entertain what? <laughs> Mel, do you have any... Do you have any sisters or friends you could introduce me to? <laughs> wow. Just maybe we can pick Strong. this up later. Alright, so at this guys, point, this is a terror situation. At, at this point, Harry's just like, so I'm looking at this from where I can stay see if I touch this thing, this thing's gonna go off. This is Well, this, why don't you don't fucking touch it? Well, don't at the same time, it, there seems there seems to be some kind of magical connection that he's gonna blow this thing. I say you guys probably waste about ten minutes with your uh, babble and stuff. So there's about 50 minutes left. Um, no, I like it. I like it. It's good. It's good, but it's like you know, yeah. It's it's a time situation. So um, uh, so so yeah. He's just like yeah. So if we touch this thing, it is going to blow. We're going to have to figure out something else. I I don't know if if this thing drops everyone on this thing, and it looks like there's at least 20 people on this thing. They're going to die. I'd like to do a, a insight check. Okay. Uh. Maybe actually, you know what? Let me just do a, a an investigation check. Okay. To see uh, if I can figure out if there's any sort of way to uh, you know disarm this bomb or find how the mechanism works. Does your character have any experience with bombs? No. No. Okay. Well, that, I'm just, I'm just, that, I'm just trying to decide how difficult it's going to be for you because, like, this is like I, I, a sophisticated I feel like bomb. Mel might, Mel might, a little okay. bit. I mean, you can because still roll he, for it. If he, you get an at twenty, you're going to know shit. He but. is a weapons dealer, yeah. and criminals occasionally like explosives. Um, I rolled an eight. <laughs> you don't. You, you notice that there's a lot of wires going under this thing, but it Holy looks like shit, it's there's chemically. a lot of fucking wires. But guys. you also notice that there's chemicals involved, and you have no idea what chemicals and wires have anything to do with each other. All right. uh, can, can I uh, perhaps arcana on why there are chemicals and wires yes, and magical triggers? Um, <laughs> thank you, Jack of all trades, because uh, that, we're pulled that out was of it. Man, I've never, I've never uh, heard that kind of noise when it comes to a dice roll. <laughs> Neither of us. Uh, so that'll be eighteen. Damn, that's good. So roll. eighteen is that eighteen total? Eighteen arcana. Eighteen arcana. All right, with eighteen. Okay, so what you notice is. It, um, I mean, that's a pretty good roll. You, uh, you notice that it is kind of like common household items that have like, so like the chemical stuff looks like they're just kind of in a container and it's very obvious that, you know, so whatever's in there is like an explosive material, but there's some kind of magic and some kind of physical mixture. So it's like, you know, there's something, some parts of it that is like, you know, like so, so like so, there's so, so perhaps it, it, it's a magically triggered chemical bomb. Yes, but there's also mechanical aspects for like, you know, you know, could it's like I, it's like it's a very complex bomb. Could I potentially use sleight of hand to see if I can disarm it? I mean, you're going to have to roll really well for it, but if you want to what go if, for I, it, I, I I have plus a with that and proficiency with thieves, thieves tools, which includes I plus four. Law. I have uh, some rope with me. We could try to get the people out of the elevator. <laughs> I mean, just a thought. I'm so, not a cop. Supposedly opening the elevator will cause it to explode, so that doesn't... Oh. Um, Can I investigate if there's a way to open, like, some kind of service latch to get the people? Um. Yeah, so you you look down and kind of buried beneath piles of explosives. There's, like, you see, like this kind of like uh, it's like two different um, like cardinal birds, like kind of just sitting there picking at like this little corner, and it's uh, it's like it, there is like a latch that like looks like it flips up, 
Can you talk to birds? Actually, I can. Can uh, you really? Yes, wow, that's going to make this I different. I figured as much. You look, <laughs> I work with you animals. Like I need to know how yeah, they feel. Yeah. I used to be, yes. I, yeah. Oh, I haven't fired an arrow in so long. I was making an out-of-character argument uh. that Mel should do the, the wire snipping. But oh, in right. character, he would not want to do it at all. So Koffax is all over that. You're right. What should I ask the birds? <laughs> the hey, fuck, fuck, we got birds in here. Doosh. <laughs> I forgot you were there. I'm sorry. Listen, listen. Just need a flag uh, or hey, something. Hey, we do uh, have to look down quite a bit to see. Hey, bud. Uh, ask them. Ask them if they can. Uh, I don't know. Pry open that that uh latch there. I mean, they got. I mean, they're regular cardinal sized cardinal things, but cardinals are pretty big birds, man. <laughs> okay. Right. They work together. As a team. All right. I cast Speak with Animals. All right, cool. And I ask the birds if they can work together to try to open the latch. All right, roll uh, perception real quick. <laughs> this already is off I'm to a good be. start. I got a good feeling about this. Five. Five? Is that five total? That's five with the modifier. Oh, wow. All right, so this is going to be really weird for you because you totally didn't roll high enough for the perception part of this. No. But the <laughs> but the uh the birds don't even seem to acknowledge that you're there. Like you say something to them and they just they're just there's a couple birds just kind of seem seeming like they're just kind of looking at everything going around and like you mean nothing to them. Oh, guys, I don't think that worked. I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> uh did it not work because they don't understand you or it didn't work because they're part of the mechanism? Pretty sure they, well, in the past when I've spoken to birds, they could understand me. Right. Maybe right, they're just right. rude. <laughs> maybe they've got, maybe they're busy. Right. I mean, it's, it's not on it's us It's common to judge. knowledge in this world that cardinals are assholes, so. You know, it's common knowledge <laughs> that cardinals are assholes. Oh, yes. How far away is this last? Every cardinal I've spoken um, I'm to. I'm assuming you guys, okay, so I said you were 10 stories above, so I'm assuming you guys went down a little bit, but not too close because you didn't want to blow up. I don't know, so how far down do you want to go are these people they're below us or above us below you all right um i'm gonna try to i'm gonna t take a rope and try to go down to the people mm -hmm. all right so oh. all around you okay so like these things are um moved by like, it is complete like leverage pulley system so there's just pulleys everywhere you know that are you know one going into others and stuff like that but one the one that snaps snapped is kind of sitting there in the middle and there's just like a spot that you can uh tie on to uh kofax has uh climbing gear okay i'm gonna reach under my enormous trench coat and pull out a harness just like yeah like kind of send and me I'm down gonna, i'm gonna hand you the harness uh, i'm gonna start trying to evacuate people from uh, while they're figuring out all right cool do you say any of this out loud to the, really? these other people yeah, Kofax, send me down there. All right, gotcha. I'm gonna buddy. start getting people out. All right, as soon as you hear that, um, you hear something like that. <laughs> what? Got that elevator? The elevator drops, and just by a sliver of one of the safety harnesses. It jams about 24 is below you. <laughs> Holy shit, Rufus. We got to fucking move, man. You can, you can see down there. It looks like people are injured. <laughs> but it was very obvious that someone heard you say that, and he jumped the gun, and by some, um, like, force of, you know, luck that... Uh, it got saved at the last minute, like, and held there. So, like, it is just holding on by a thread right now, and there's people stuck in there. All right. So the bomb was only, like, targeting the mechanisms holding the elevator up? Yeah, because it was, like, they're going to crush to death. Okay, okay. So as of right now, they're just kind of dangling there by a thread, and you know that if you don't get down there now, they will fall to their death. Can we, right, fashion, can we fashion some sort of a, well, I mean, I don't know if we can hold up an entire elevator. Um, anybody got any uh, I, portal? Uh, no, unfortunately. And I'm not very strong. Portable hole? <laughs> <laughs> Wish uh, that I did. 
<laughs> what portable hole is actually a thing of D&D I think he's talking that? about yeah. sex <laughs> sure sure oh, anyone sure. have a flashlight but but, but but I was in high school with these guys and we got a fucking portable hole and th- that shit was wild at back yeah. then those things are cool man just to be clear he's talking about the spell yeah, <laughs> the that, magical that, item. Yes. That's what we had in high school. Yeah, not. the the, the <laughs> other portable hasn't really been invented yet. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, send me down with Colfax. Let's get these people out of there. Wait, hold on, because all right, just just as a question, you we try to send you down first time, and the elevator. And, oh, you see passive perception that there all the bomb is blown. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, all right. Well, this is probably our own shot. I'm going to throw you down there. All right. Well, first, I'm going to tie you to something, obviously. Anybody okay. else? Okay, I was going to say, because like, I told you this thing's holding up. I thought you throw him against that. It's just going to be like... Athletics check? Athletics check? Um, so, like, I don't oh, crash fine, I won't the... throw you. <laughs> Fuck. All right. No, no, I mean, no, you no. Can, We got to go can, fast. You, you, we got to go fast. I'll lower you real fast. All right. Okay. Uh, I would say, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty easy athletic check, but just do it and make sure you don't roll a one. 17. Okay, yeah, you make it. Um, so you are down there, and people are freaking out. So now that you're down there, you see that there's an access panel kind of, uh, like, just at the top, kind of, like, you're, it's, the top of the elevator is kind of cutting it off where half is above and half is below where they would be. And so you're down there, and there's, so there's a, uh, the uh, the trap door thing on the top that he noticed earlier, and then there's an access panel over there that is, uh, closed with like uh, screws and stuff like that um, that you'd have to open up. Right. Or I guess what would be the D&D uh, equivalent of screws? Screws. Nails! <laughs> <laughs> screws. They're just fine. nails. A, a sliding bolt. Perhaps. I'm going to try bolt. to... Okay, there you go. I'm going to try to open it. All right, cool. Um, While I'm going to start... How many people we got inside this elevator? I, say, I said about 20. All right. Um, I'm going to tell everyone to start climbing up the rope. Right, he's a Goliath, so he's gonna just start pulling. Uh, where are the rest? He got down there. Are you guys making your way down because there's like ladders and stuff you could just climb down, or you can try to repel like he did. No, we'll stand. Up. I'm you don't, you don't care. You're just gonna stay up. I'm okay. gonna start yeah. telling people to come out of the elevator and start climbing up ladders. Okay. Start climbing up the rope. Meanwhile, I'm gonna open this access panel. I'm gonna, I'm he gonna throw down. Pop out the fiddle, huh? You'll actually pop out the fiddle. Oh, you're gonna play some fiddle. I might play some fiddle to encourage some people as awesome. necessary. That's awesome. Useless. All right. Uh, how many feet? I'll just cheer. How many feet are we this. from uh, from the top to where where Rufus is right now? I think I said it dropped to like twenty feet, right? So yeah, you're probably I'd say twenty five feet. All right. I'm gonna to to expedite the process. Kofax is gonna reach behind his back. He's gonna pull out a rope ladder. So he's gonna lower that down to expedite the process so he's pulling up people and oh. he's got the rope ladder too okay so, sweet so where you're at like you were close to where you guys came in so if mm-hmm. you have a rope ladder you could actually lower it down and like you could just start right sending okay. people up yeah okay cool right um i like that it's i told you i bought a lot of gear yeah <laughs> all right cool so there's a rope ladder going down there and you're trying to pull people up um and i said you are podcast uh Freaking barbarian Rufus. Uh, Rufus. Rufus, thank you. Uh, oh, it's on the other side. Hey, Rufus, table. how's it looking down there? A lot of fucking pussies down here. Anyways, you, you can feel stop crying. We oh, they are. Crying. They are crying. I mean, they are totally crying. But um, what I was going to say about it is, you feel it shifting underneath you. You can tell that like this does not have a lot of time. And uh, yeah, they are crying. They are Come on, freaked get the out. fuck out of here. Get they... the fuck out of here. <laughs> Remember gonna, to stay calm, action. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. As an action, I'm going to tie the rope that he's attached mm-hmm. to to my waist. Okay. All right. So I'm like, you know, helping people up, but I'm I'm, I'm the anchor. All right. I want both of you guys to do uh, either an athletics check or an acrobatic check, whatever is better for you right now. 10. 19. 19. All right. So up to this point, you've gotten two people out and... You are already have those guys halfway up there, but you, <laughs> you, uh, Rufus, I was gonna maybe, Rufus, Rufus, sorry, I was gonna maybe give you a bardic inspiration, Diane. You had to talk shit, no, yep, <laughs> yeah. So, Rufus, uh, Rufus straight up, uh, like drops one of the people coming up, and you feel 
the uh, elevator drop another like three feet. God damn it, Rufus! Keep your composure. So as of right now, you got eighteen people left on this thing. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'd say, what do you do? I'm trying to look for like I'm trying to open this panel up, mm-hmm. see if maybe there's like an emergency stop or something to. Hey, Rufus! To lock it. You got a big axe. Try to wedge it in between the side of this lift mechanism thing that I don't know what it is, and uh, the wall. All right. This seems like a was this more strength or dex? You could just attack roll the wall. You want to attack roll the wall? Specifically in D and D terms, like he needs to do enough damage to wedge it into whatever hard material it is. I like it. Do it. Yep. Attack the wall. Oh shit! What was that? Eighteen. Well, we got eighteen. Yeah, well, that's... then it wedges into the wall, and it uh, yeah, nice it seems job, buddy. seems semi sturdy. Um, so uh, you have an axe in the wall. Um, how are you? It did like how are you fastening the elevator carriage to it? I feel uh, like wall. No, this is a podcast. The if the axe is wedged in the wall, it's a like double bladed battle axe, right? Yeah, with a big hilt on it that's yeah. taller than Rufus's tiny two foot two body. Right. Um. So I feel like if he wedges the axe in the wall at a forty five degree angle, uh, there'll be a, like a couple feet of haft sticking into the elevator. Okay. Supporting like one corner of the top of the frame. All right. Cool. So supposed to act like a break. All right. Cool. So um, so just after you do that, you feel it shift again, and it goes, kink. And it just like you feel it kind of snag, and like you realize it is a lot more sturdy now. And so, uh, so nice so, job. So you, can, I guess, you continue uh, getting people out. I'll make you do. It's, right now, it just sounds like you two. Both you guys do one more uh, roll to make sure you don't crit fail. You can 17. do it. Seventeen. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. All right. You get every single person out, and right when you're getting to well. Right uh, when you get that last person out, it's like this lady who obviously is a business person doesn't know it. Like, she's freaking out and she's freaking out. And you're like, you reach down there, like, lady, come on, this thing's going to fall. And you grab her hand and you, right as you grab the hand, oh, the man. elevator falls and um, it uh, crashes down to the floor below. And you just see a big pile of dust and debris just swarm up to you in a big wave of air but every single person on there is climbing up a ladder and you hear a cheer from down at the bottom from the uh the police that are still down there trying to figure stuff out when they realized that there was no dead bodies on the elevator that just fell congratulations you guys are now heroes so teamwork yeah Yeah, so there you guys are now heroes, job, and after the dust has sh- settled, realize that only two of you guys are actually police officers, and uh, so um, so uh, uh, Melf gets a full pardon because the hell was like, well, uh, we had a lot of evidence on you, but um, you saved a lot of lives today, and plus made the department look good, so. We're just gonna turn. This isn't legal, by the way. This I is not legal. Shit. <laughs> this isn't legal. They just they give you they give you like two hundred gold pieces and like slap you on the ass and just like let us never see you again. Is that everybody getting this fairy right no, here? No, All he did was play person. a banjo. No, hey, don't worry about you. Huh. Uh, this is just this is them covering their ass. You get offered. You get offered. Oh, I'm sorry. You, uh, Kofax gets offered. It's like, do you want a permanent position? You can come back. Fuck no. <laughs> I oh. only marched the beat of my own goddamn drum, Captain. Yeah. Well, you are still you still have uh you still have clout with the police department and so you are involved in the actual public there is a public um uh there is a like you know ceremony t- to give you guys medals and because you are ex cop and you helped out, you are up there with the, them. I feel like Kofax is probably wearing his sunglasses and like purposely mm. brooding in the back, smoking a cigar. Like right. he doesn't want any any of that. Oh, you so no, no. I mean, I'm not there. For I'm a like in the background. I'm just kind of like yeah, like awkward, like hiding my face. You know, but, but you get the medal, right? What's that? You get the medal. Uh, do I get the medal? I mean, are you going to go up there for the medal, or are you saying no? I'm gonna. 
Okay, I'm, well, continue, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. All right, so, I, okay, I'm going to go for, to you last. It's, okay, so first is just, like, to our to our Barb from accounting, you two stepping up when all we thought you could do is count numbers. We appreciate that, and they give you a medal, and the medal, you know, is worth, like, around 500 gold pieces if you ever wanted to hack it, just so you know that. And so you um, you get the medal, and you, I don't know, salute the guy if you want. I don't, you do anything? I'm just happy to be back in the force. All right, cool. Um, Randall, you have taken care of our uh, horses for so long, but you helped in the time of need. Here's here's your medal of valor. Thank you so much, and you know. Oh, thank you, Captain. Okay. I will treasure this. (laughs) I will show it to my horses. Kofax, I know you weren't currently enrolled with us, but. It is an honor that you work with us here. Take this uh, medal of valor and an offer if you ever want to come back to the forest. I want to make a strength check to snap that medal in half. Oh my god! All right, uh, I, I'm going to say ahead of time. You need that's medal. I mean, it's like that, that's tough. That's, that's tough. tough. I would say like twenty. Twenty? Is that? I rolled normal? a seven. <laughs> so angrily, you, you Can look I bend angry. It you look angry, and it is a very, very. Uh, it's gold, so yeah. gold's very malleable. And it just kind of like bends, but it just like, you know, it's like very, very slightly concave now. And it's just so I'm uh, Colfax like flexes and he's like, what is this devil metal? <laughs> and then he just throws it at the captain's feet. He's like, I don't need your rewards. And he just walks out big blue middle finger. He kicks the door and walks out to the to the parking lot and smokes. But, but, <laughs> me, me, meanwhile, <laughs> Mel is lounging on a divan in his home, <laughs> drinking a bottle of wine. The, the, the captain doesn't miss a beat after that, or he's just like, uh, we're Torquier? You're, uh, you're heroes of your city, and like they clap, and uh, you, hear, you hear the applause as you walk off. <laughs> so, um, so pretty much some time's going to pass now. Uh, that is actually decent time. Uh, I think I'm going to call this episode, and we will take a break, and you guys can decide what you're doing. Because okay. some days are going to pass, and then we will start up the next episode if you guys wanted to Sweet. buy anything or anything sure. like that. Uh, you guys cool? Yeah. Anything yeah. Else? Cool. All right. yeah. cool. Um, well, that's episode one. If you want to see what fi- uh, what happens or if you have no idea what the movie is yet, you really want to find out what it is. I know what listen, it is. Listen to the next episode because two people don't, and as soon as it, what happens in the next episode of the first five minutes happens, they'll know. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of Reboots and Dragons. You can check out Spiridon's artwork at spirosketches.com. Theme song is by Brian Boyles. You can check out his stuff on SoundCloud. I will have links to people's social media in the comments section. Thanks for listening. See you next time.